When I hold this feather, its power flows into me. N. Scott Mamaday. I have a propensity to collect things found, I find, in nature. Natural things but not just any natural things. Most I never touch nor collect. Things emitting the illusion they are inanimate to ward off the unworthy, unfeeling from absconding as they wait for a proper recipient. These items are anything but inert. They radiate a vibe, a pulse, a rhythmic murmur to which I am sensate. I feel their vibrations in my bones, in my soul. Amongst my favorites are bones and feathers. But these aren't the only only. I also experience connection with specific, individual rocks and plants, certain saguaro and juniper, along with other sentient beings whose names will remain secret, for now, maybe forever, at their request. The bones I have are amongst my favorite collectibles, even though they are sitting in a storage locker awaiting emancipation. There are two deer skulls, a doe, a buck with antlers intact, and a thick left antler, heavily ridged with polished tips. These bones were found, not extricated from an animal I killed. Not that I'm against taking an animal for food but, other than the occasional fish, I don't harvest my own food. I've had the deer bones for years. They were found in the same forest preserve near a heavily trafficked, high-speed road with a few blind curves. Not too curvy that a driver is forced to decelerate but curvy enough to not see deer crossing to the greener grass their deaths occurred quite some time before we met for they were harvested of all skin and flesh by denizens of the woodlands. I've found recently killed deer, including a couple with great racks. Those were left in situ. The scavengers and insects have families to feed. I've looked into the empty eyes of the intact buck skull for long years wondering what it was that connected us. I've finally begun to understand its energy, aka power, and know the colors it wants to be painted. I used to have a number of smaller skulls but no more. I prioritized my attention on the deer skull so the smaller ones wandered off frustrated by my neglect. I hope they found the caretaker they deserve, one who will dote upon them. A lifetime ago, I discovered a cache of owl pellets at the base of a red rock wall painted liberally with streaks of white owl shit. I opened up one already damaged from the fall discovering small rodent bones and other indigestible bits. I brought a few home with me. The plan was to soak them in shellac and display proudly on a prominent bookcase shelf. They were left behind when I escaped a harpy trying to enslave me with her wealth. Sell your old car, she said and I will buy you a fancy jeep. Sounded good until I was informed the new car would be in her name and her name alone. The implication, I was to be a kept man. I bounced when confronted with that red flag. It was possession she craved not a mutually edifying relationship. Vulnerable me missed most of the other warning signs but, thankfully, not that red flare bursting in mid-air. I have rocks. Lots and lots of rocks. My preference is smooth rocks. Shiny? Maybe. Red? Definitely. Smooth red rocks fitting in the palm of my hand are best. Why smooth? Smooth rocks are humble, adaptable, willing to adjust surfaces while maintaining an intact soul essence. Sharp rocks tend to be stubborn, arrogant. I battle enough with internalized stubborn arrogance corrupting my own soul so prefer not to surround myself with additional negative energies. Shales, mud-based stones, are preferred for their ultra-smoothness. They emit cooling energy bringing comfort when held in the palm of my hand, caressed with my thumb. We share calming energy exchanges. And if that rock was found in the Colorado Plateau, I fuse with its atomic structure enabling me to experience rock thoughts. Such is the strength of our bonding. The natural items bringing me joy cannot be store-bought nor gifted to me by another. I must find them. Find does not carry the correct nuance of the experience. It is as mislabeled as claiming to discover a land already inhabited. I am drawn to these beings as they are to me. We are attracted to each other as a magnet attracts ferrous metals. 
there is a fundamental essence existing in both drawing them to strong, attractive interaction. In a roundabout way, I'm saying fine but the encounter is destiny, an alignment of universal collective consciousness bringing together two beings needing each other for a moment, a season, a lifetime. The intelligences of the universe is in action. Years ago, closer to a couple of decades ago, I made an amazing connection while on a road trip to southwest Texas. Hawks, falcons, and buzzards were nearly ubiquitous on the drive. It was migration season for the raptors. They were making their way north not too far behind the receding snow. Those that weren't circling in the heaves, perched in the trees lining both sides of the highway making use of sight lines and feasting on the carrion loose stew critters meeting unceremonious ends brought about by unfortunate encounters with speeding vehicles. Lo and behold, a vulture with head buried deep in a critter's innards, oblivious to the migrating metallic cars and trucks, met a similar end and lay limp on the shoulder close enough to be visible, far enough to not be trammeled by trucks. Feathers are a favorite collectible for their beauty and silent strength power. I once had beauties from a yellow-shafted flicker freshly plucked by a bird of prey. I drove past the vulture, braked hard, circled back, this wasn't a divided section of roadway, hacked off one of the wings, loaded into the back of my van, resumed my adventure. For some head-slapping reason, I neglected to accept a few tail feather offerings. Anyway, the airflow encouraged the scent of decay to explore the interior of our vehicle. To stave off a full-scale revolt from my passengers, I pulled over again, this time to wrap the prized possession in a black, plastic trash bag. Our relationship ended when, at home a few weeks later, mom opened the bag finding maggot-covered feathers prompting her to exile it to the trash. I shouldn't have been surprised. I do have difficulty maintaining healthy relationships. On a recent trip to my beloved Southwest, I found a couple of remarkable specimens. The first, a cactus rib from what I believed was a choya, a being with a particularly aggressive spine, tipped with microscopic barbs. Getting impaled on one of those is fraught with more pain extracting than penetrating. The rib is lattice resembling the lattice of carbon fiber. Switch that. The carbon fiber resembles the choya rib. Nature before nurture. My plan was to flush out the encrusted red mud, almost cement hard, then paint the lattice with acrylics following the contoured fibers. Ultimately, I broke it during a recent move to a new home where I would have had the space to clean and paint. It remains to be determined if the no longer intact rib is still a candidate for coloration and display. The other item of note and still a viable candidate for decoration is a 5 foot long, inch and a half diameter stick. What appeal is a stick? When hiking, I enjoy a staff for balance, a fourth leg, my third is useless on hikes unless one counts standing and urinating through a vertical zipper, to help navigate challenging stretches, and a tool to poke and prod where I fear to insert my vulnerable fingers. Never know when teeth or hollow fangs are poised to defend. The staff is dry with enough curvature to add character but not too much to render it more decorative than functional. The sandpaper to smooth the roughness arrived. The wrist strap is waiting to be cut from a swatch of deer hide on which my sacred objects rest when not being loving fondled so they release memories like a genie smoking out of a bottle. Only these are real not fantasy. I've contemplated the design to paint the staff coming up with little to nothing. Lately, I've been experiencing dream visions and vision dreams. The stick soul speaking to my soul revealing its desires and the stylistic rendering is becoming increasingly clear. The turquoise point arrives Friday. The other colors I already own. I have been told in the dream vision vision dreams not to discuss the design with anyone. And, when it is finished, to never reveal the meanings behind the symbology. The final step will be an antiquing patina so others will understand it is ancient, old, venerable. Such is the power of this majestic being, a power they choose to share with me. May 20, 2021